Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, welcome along to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottingham Live. It's just after nine o'clock if you're watching us live on YouTube and Facebook as Forest have an emphatic win, a huge win over Man United. It is the first time since, is it 1990? You can tell I've just straight got back from from the game. So I haven't got a script, so we're doing this completely off by heart. Um, two goals for Forrest, a wonder strike from Morgan Gibbs-White on the, just really the outside of the box. And nice to see Dominguez on the score sheet as well. To t- discuss all of that and more, joined by Callum Castell, Forrest fan, and Mark as well. Good to see you both. Callum, let's start with you. Watch the game on the telly. What did you make of it? Because, um, as you can probably tell from the sound of my voice, the atmosphere was electric inside the city ground tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm so buzzing. I give my uh, I give my ticket to my dad for his fiftieth, and um, I got a picture sent of him, and he was absolutely buzzing, um, screaming on the on the video as well. I mean, I can't even put it into words. I think these last three games, including Bournemouth, since Nuno's come in, I feel like I'm watching a Premier League club um, almost for the first time. We're like even in the first half when it was a little bit like it was a little bit boring and we were in control of the game a bit it never felt like Man United were ever better than us throughout the game and to say that to like I was going to say a few years ago if you told a Forest fan that we'd beat Man United comfortably 2-1 at home if you'd told us that three weeks ago or a month ago we wouldn't have believed you um, it's amazing it feels amazing back-to-back wins for the first time this season and we just we look like there's there's a there's a team there that has a clearer identity. It's it's crazy because it's only a few games, but it's it's so exciting to be a Forest fan now. I think. Yeah, it is. We are live on YouTube and Facebook, Nottingham Forest News, and Garibaldi Red on YouTube. So be sure to get your comments in. Uh, Reds fan says I'm proud to have been lone voice. Calling for Cooper to be sacked after Blackpool in January. God, that was a while ago. Uh, Eve says, good evening. Hope you're well. Great win tonight. Put a smile on my face. Um, Mark, it certainly put a smile on, on my face. Um, and, and just kind of the performance on a whole, just so enthusiastic, just willing to kind of go and get, you know, that goal to kind of kill the game off. And of course, Matt Turner makes an error that really kills the atmosphere. But the Forest fans, uh, the Forest players rolled their socks up went straight out and, and, and managed to get that second. What did you make of the, of, of the performance? I, I kind of running out of um, superlatives to describe them, really. Yeah, it was a fantastic performance. Uh, and I was so jealous of you guys. Obviously, I'm, I'm over here in the States. I'm watching it on NBC. 
I'm hearing the roar of the city ground. I don't know that it's ever sound more, sounded more vibrant. Um, so fantastic game to watch. You know, the one thing we talked about with Nuno Max in the last episode was uh, his courageous approach to attack. And even though it wasn't uh, gung-ho tonight, there was a little reserve, particularly in the first half. He struck that balance so perfectly. It felt like the team really was sitting back and trying to absorb pressure. I mentioned in Twitter during the week, the key to winning this game was not playing like Aston Villa. You play such a high line, Man United are going to get it behind you and Garnaccio and Rashford are going to kill you. Forrest were very, very smart in the first half and then Nuno clearly cracked the whip. Then at half time, boys went out and yeah, there was only one team in it. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic indeed. Um, and, and kind of just wanted to touch on, on a few kind of single performances. Um, kind of want to start on Dominguez, Callum. Great to see him on the score sheet for the first. Kind of well taken as well. Um, kind of what a player he's, he, he's becoming for Forrest, but, but, but also as well, brave from Nuno to make that change. You know, he made quite a few changes today. Obviously, Sangari out from suspension, but great to see Dominguez slot into the team so well and, and, and get a goal. Yeah, I mean, when I first saw the lineup, I was a little bit confused about who was playing where. I think I tweeted that it looks like Morgan might be back out on the wing, which surprised me. And a lot of people were saying that they, they were hoping that wasn't the case and throwing different formations around to see where Dominguez would go. Um, people were saying Danilo might be on the wing, um, might be Dominguez. And it just kind of looked like they were trying to build the midfield and stock Man United in that area. I know that Ericsson's just come back and he's quite creative. And Dominguez... It's, I don't really know what happened with him. It seemed like the West Ham kind of thing halted him a little bit and, and now he's being bled back in, which is what Nuno's done with multiple players and even going to different players. But he's done it with Montiel. He's done it with certain players. They've come back in from kind of... I didn't think Montiel would last till January. I thought we might send him back. And the last two games, he's looked incredible. And it's the same with Dominguez. He's bringing them back in a way that kind of, I don't know if he's lost his confidence and he's trying to ease him back in, but today he was great. He was, the, they call him the press king in Italy and he was he was there again. And I think I saw that he had um, 91% pass accuracy. Um, so he didn't put a foot wrong really there. He took his goal well. He took his goal well against Brentford as well. So we know that he's got a bit of that in his locker. Um, and it just, it just feels like now you can look around the squad and look at different players in different areas and feel like we've got depth from players that we didn't think that we would we would have or might not be coming back into the fold. Like you said, Sangare, he looked great last week. Um, and obviously he's suspended and then going to AFCON, but I'm looking forward to getting him back now. And even when the players go to AFCON, I feel like we've got players in that position now. Like he's even brought Worrell back amazingly, by the way, because a lot of people aren't happy with that. Um, and there's been certain incidents with Worrell, but he's he bled him back into the side um, last, the last game. And we've got that player there now to replace Niakate when he goes to AFCON. We've got Aina, who looked like we'd lost him at some point. He, just, he, he wasn't getting back into the side. Toffolo's come out, but now he's coming off the bench and he still looks great off the bench. And we've, It just feels like we've got a squad. It feels exciting to be able to look around the team and just have options and good players. Yeah, it does indeed. Um, just such a good performance. If you've just joined us, Facebook Live, uh, YouTube, discussing Nottingham Forest. Brilliant win over Man United. Brian says, hope you guys were actually at the game, enjoyed it as much as we did watching in a pub at Chicago, you Reds. Uh, Dean says, wow, that was an amazing display of football. Brendan in Nuno, we trust. Uh, Richard says, Montiel is like a new sign-in. Where's he been? Uh, superb two games. Um, Mark, let's, let's touch on Montiel. Kind of interesting 
to see the criticism before, well, just interested in the criticism in recent months uh, from the Forest fan base towards him. That's a guy that scored scored the winning penalty in, in, in a World Cup final. He's a World Cup winner, European player. And, and just like Richard says there in that comment, he, he really has been like a new signing, hasn't he, in, in the past two games? Yeah, he really has. He um, He's clearly been reinvigorated under Nuno. You know, there was a lot of talk pre-game about Garnacho, and rightly so after his performance against Villa and, and Man United's astounding comeback uh, to win 3-2 in that game. Uh, but when the argy-bargy came about between Montiel and Garnacho, there was only one winner. And then Montiel hooks up with Dominguez for the first goal as well. So a really solid all-around performance, both defensively and offensively. And I think that's one thing we're starting to see now from our fullbacks across the board. Uh, you know, Callum mentioned Aina there, who had another good game as well. Toff came off the bench. Looks just, you know, as steady as, 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 uh, as anything this season so far. I mentioned in the previous episode, Matt, I've been really impressed with uh, Nico Williams um, since Cooper brought him back. So we definitely have options, you know, AFCON or not. We, we have real depth in that position. And Montiel, again, stepped up today. Very good performance. Yeah, uh, he did indeed. Uh, Lawrence says Montiel, different player. Now need to come in uh, second half of the year. His debut was a disaster. But now, wow. And, and spot on, really, uh, there, Lawrence. Um, Mark, I kind of think when you look at, at players like Montiel and, and like Gibbs White that have massively improved in, in two games with, with wins, but, but then three since Nuno's come through the door. Um, I, I, I spoke to Dave out, out outside the, the ground, who's, who's kind of a regular, kind of he's been on here before and, and interviewed Dave most weeks. And Dave said, kind of whisper it quietly, but potentially the people that were on the... Uh, the opposing side for Steve Cooper leaving, uh, you know, might be in the wrong. Is this a case, do you think, of of really a, a new manager bringing his style into the club, kind of carrying carrying what what, what Cooper's done for, for for the club, but but a new manager coming in, or do you think this is just a few games where kind of it, it's that new manager bounce, or do you think it's more than that? That's a really hard one to answer. Sometimes I think it's. The old manager wasn't necessarily bad or wrong, and the new manager isn't necessarily better or right all the time. It's just different. And I think I think you kind of have to accept that sometimes. You just have to accept that change can be the difference. Um, certainly some players responding to Nuno and his approach. Uh, you know, when we played Manchester United last season, we weren't that far away. I mean, we, we were close to them in every game and couldn't get over the line and their quality showed out ultimately. And they had a very good season and according to Ten Hag, you know, over overachieved. So, you know, so this season, obviously, we look different now in the Nuno and does that mean he's better than Cooper? Yeah, maybe. Certainly means he's different. Yeah, it does. It does. It was a very good answer, actually, Mark. It was quite a difficult question for me to ask uh, quite, uh, quite, quite early on during the uh, during the live podcast uh, tonight. Keep the comments coming on on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Kieran says Nuno's got us playing quick counter attacking football, not slow and boring like Cooper. Uh, Aaron says back to back wins, which is great. Nuno wants for Jan, new goalie for sure. Turner's distribution is the worst. I've seen. We'll get on to uh, Matt Turner and then talk about kind of probably maybe the only negative from tonight. Callum, I'm going to read out your tweet that, that, that you put on. Um, you, you talked about Man U spending a, a combined um, 158 million on Anthony and Hoyland, who have one goal involvement between them in the Premier League this season. Mark, 
you touched on on that stat in in the um, post Newcastle stream we did, uh, and then Callum, you go on to say Alanga's come through their academy. Forest have got him for fifty million, and he's had ten Premier League goal uh, involvements this season. Four goals, five assists for Anthony Alanga. Kind of just sum sum him up as a, as as a player for us, Callum. Um, I think he's so exciting. I think um, <clears throat> I've just tweeted as well. He's he's done an interview after the game, and he's basically talked about appreciating what Cooper did for him, what Nuno's doing for him now, what his representatives have done for him. So <clears throat> he's so appreciative of everything around him, what's got him to this position now. And he's he said that he said that that game he wanted to impress. That was a game he was targeting probably to prove them wrong for selling him in the first place and not trusting him because he's better, in my opinion, he's better than all of them put together, their attackers. So um, that's me being biased, but still, um, <clears throat> I feel like that. And he... He's, he's going to be so coachable because there's certain parts of his game that need tweaking and improving. And it's we don't need to discuss it because we know what it is. It's the decision-making in areas. Um, we know he's got that raw pace. We know he's got that raw talent. And when he's got attitude like that, he's coming out of a game and he's not bigging himself up per se. He's just appreciative of everything that's gotten there to that point. And mentioning Cooper, mentioning Nuno, um, he's going to be really coachable for Nuno. And he's only going to get better. He's, he's still, I think he's 21. Um, and... I'm, I'm excited. I think he's. I think he's. Yeah, the most exciting player of the Murillo that we've got at the moment. And what a, what a pleasure it is to have some young talent in our squad. And silly for Man United to let that go, especially for so cheap. And then when you think that we sold Brennan for fifty, and we've made a profit by signing Alanga, it's it's great business and it's exciting. And we've got hopefully a long time to come with him, and we can see um, we can see him when he hits his prime. Max, let me just yeah. jump in. Yeah. And just very quickly, let me jump in there and say, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, and I think it's tongue in cheek, I hope it is, about Declan Rice being a bargain, right? 105 million quid. No one's a bargain at that amount of money. But, you know, he's certainly, he's had a great start for Arsenal. There's Kudos, you know, at West Ham, who's getting plaudits. Um, Madison, obviously, at Tottenham. You know, they've all hit the ground running with their new teams. Alanga's got to be in that conversation as being the best bargain in the Premier League this year. 15 million quid. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And to think that those goal involvements have come, uh, most of them come before Nuno when we were struggling so much to get anything out of the side. When we, a few weeks ago we were talking about we don't know where the next goal is going to come from. We've, we're going to start, we can't start Origi, we can't start Chris Wood, we've got to put Alanga through the middle. There's so many struggles that we've had and he's come right the thick of it at the start and he's got that many goal involvements halfway through the season. I said yesterday that he's going to explode in the second half of the season. I feel like he will. And if he's already got 10 goal involvements by Christmas, what is exploding for him? Um, but that's why that's why they don't get the hype of things sometimes, is when teams aren't doing as well, they don't tend to look at those kind of players. They want to look at the, the bigger names from abroad coming to the teams that are doing quite well. Declan, I think Declan Rice has done well. I don't think he's, he's lit the world on fire. And like you say, for that amount of money... You'd expect him to, to kind of light the world on fire. Alanga, for me, is doing that for us. And it's so exciting. I feel like the second half of the season for him is going to be massive. Yeah, definitely. So nice to be talking about some talent, really, in, in, in the Forest squad and, and, and them start to, to pick up goals and now, and now wins. Lawrence makes another good point here about Yates. He's the glue that holds the team together, does all the dirty work, nothing flashy and a calming force in the middle. Such an underrated player in our team and one of our own as well. That's a very good point, um, 
Mark, I just think kind of when you watch Ryan Yates week in, week out, week out, he really is that unsung hero often. He was like that again tonight. He was kind of in the faces of 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 the, of the United players at the time. He, you know, he's the first and of course the captain for Forest tonight. He's the first to go up to the referee. He just seems like he, he really gets what it means to this football club. And you kind of run out of praise for Ryan Yates. I think a Forest team without Ryan Yates, it, and it really struggles, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm both glad and unhappy that you come to me on this one first, <laughs> because there's no way I can talk about Ryan Yates without pinning my fanboy colours firmly to the mast. Uh, this is uh, this is my Achilles heel. This is my blind spot. I absolutely adore Ryan Yates uh, unabashedly. I think he's absolutely that. He's just the glue that holds his team together, um, plays with his heart on his sleeve. Uh, I loved seeing him uh, today, getting into it with Varane and then with Johnny Evans. That was cracking me up. I hope he presents Johnny Evans. Shut up, granddad. Wish I could have wish I could have uh, heard a little bit of that conversation. That would have been uh, mega. But, you know, also Yates can play. You know, Yates can play. Yes, he can break things up. Yes, he can be a disruptive influence to the other team. But let's not forget, it was his fantastic pass that set Forrest off on that first goal. It was his incisive ball out to Alanga that set the whole thing in motion. And uh, I think he does a really good job, actually, of finding space between the lines uh, when Forrest are in possession and then getting tight to players, opposition players, quickly when we lose possession. Um, I know when, Man- when Mangala was, uh, uh, was announced as being on the bench today and not making the starting 11, there was some consternation in the US uh, WhatsApp group. And I, I never understand why Yates is, is valued so low compared to the other players when you see how much he brings to this Forest team. Yeah, another good performance from the captain. Yeah, and, and Callum, it's kind of nice to see Nuno come in, kind of trust players like Ryan Yates and, and give him the captain's armband, isn't it? Yeah, I think he'll have taken a lot. I think he's been clever with that. He's taken a lot on board from the, the coaches that he's had kept around, Stephen Reed and bits like that. They'll know how important he is to not only the club, but the city. Um, and... Well, yeah, massively the club because he's come from, we sent him out on loan to sort of really low clubs at the start of his career and he's made his way all the way through and each time he's been doubted in each league, he's proved people wrong and he's not, he's not like the fancy player that's going to get all of the plaudits. I think at half time it was that he'd made the most tackles, um, won the most duels and won the most fouls on the pitch in the first half and for that, that, that's what we needed in that first half because the second half came a lot and I think, I think it was when Montiel got the yellow card and everything started getting a little bit feisty. That's when everything started happening. But that first half, we needed him to marshal the team and I just love when he wins free kicks. And every time he does, I turn to someone, whoever I'm with, and just go, that's what he is. That's what he's about. We're in a sticky situation there. We don't know how to get out of it. We're backed into a corner and Yates is going to win as a free kick and he does. And it's important. It's more important than a lot of things when you're under that kind of pressure. And he's he knows he's a professional foul winner. I love it. Aside everything else that he does, I love the way he wins those fouls. And he's, yeah, he's exactly what we need. And again, I mean, today I looked at the, I looked at the starting lineup and thought maybe because he'd done that so well against Newcastle off the bench, I thought maybe that's what we're going to need in the second half to come up and bully everyone. And anything that I looked at today, the Dominguez decision, wondering whether Gibbs White was on the way, I'm not even going to question anything anymore. And I, I knew that today, looking at the lineup before. There's a few things that I'm thinking, but I'm, I trust Nuno. After the after two games, I trust Nuno. After three, do what you want. Put a uh, couple of cardamots up front if you want. I don't care. <laughs> 
Yeah, trust Nuno. I mean, I think I think I think it says a lot when Ryan Yates is played. I mean, Ryan Yates has seen a, a whole turnover of managers at Nottingham Forest in the Championship and and the Premier League even now. And it always says a lot when he seems to be the first name on the team sheet. Roy Keane still sings Ryan Yates's praise now. Yeah. And 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 Roy Keane still sings his his, his praise now. And, and Roy Keane was assistant manager at Forest um, quite a long time ago. Now, if you've just joined us, we're live on YouTube, Facebook Live as well. Nottingham Forest News and Garibaldi at Red uh, Heath says evening from New Zealand. Super impressed with Montiel. Do we think the love from Nuno will be enough to keep him here for the whole season? Um, Callum, that's uh, a interesting point but and, and and it's been been hard to, to kind of see how the the fan base has, has shifted and of course we you know we thank Steve Cooper um and Nuno talks about kind of building on from from that legacy but even something like tonight in the ground as the full-time whistle went I expected just can't get enough to come on it didn't uh, they played uh, rocking all over the world so so a new era um but it's been quite difficult hasn't it really to kind of adapt from that from that change of manager yeah, really, really difficult, really strange. It was, um, it was, it was sad when Steve Cooper left. I was, I was scrolling through videos on TikTok, sad videos and compilations and certain wins and performances we had under uh, under him. And I love him so much still, um, so so much. He's going to hold a special place in my heart forever. Um, and all of those memories are there. And I think like that, the music is, yeah, it's a big thing because I think it is leaving one era and starting a new one. And it's, it's kind of, it is great to have those two eras. It's a shame it didn't work out with Steve Cooper as it did. Um, but I think we're seeing now that it's like I said, it, it just seems to be that the change was necessary. And I think that it's, it's hard to kind of put it all into one, but I think the way that Steve Cooper got us up, it was it was so quick when everything happened. The loans all the loan players all went. We had to sign so many players, build a squad. He managed to keep that all together and keep us up, which is such an amazing achievement on its own. And then he's kind of had to deal with more players coming in the second season, and he's under pressure again. He knows that being under pressure means a lot under Marinakis, and he's tried different things. And when we take the lead, he's tried to keep on top of that one goal lead rather than be more attacking or expansive. He's been so desperate holding. So I just think that it just ran its course in that way. And it's like Mark said before, it's not that the, he's a worse manager than Nuno. He's just different. And Nuno's come in, <clears throat> put Gibbs White in the tan. He's been fearless. He hasn't really he hasn't really got anything to lose at this point. And he's just looked at it with a fresh pair of eyes. He's took the advice from the coaches. Um, he's blended it all together. He's tried two different sides almost, and he's brought players back in that we thought were gone, and other players are flourishing that are still there. And it's what we needed. And it's it's hard to adapt. And it's strange. It was strange not to see Steve Cooper in the dugout for the first time because, for, for myself, uh, my age, it's it's probably I think it's the longest reigning manager of my lifetime. And it's it it's it, he he built that culture. Um, and it's it's not it's not so easy to adapt because it's emotion and a lot of people that wanted Steve Cooper to stay a lot of that was emotion um, more than anything. I was I was in between for so long and I just kept coming back to one win in thirteen at the end and that was it. And now it's two wins in two and it should have been three and three. So it had to happen. Um, how many goals have we scored in those three games as well? And we didn't know where the next goal was going to come from. So it had to happen and it's been uh, it's been. It's not been easy, but it's it's a little bit easier when you can celebrate a win and come on here and talk about a win. So um so yeah, it just had to happen. But yeah, I'm happy with the win. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to talk about it. And, and Callum, you actually led me on to my point kind of quite brilliantly, actually. Andrew 
goes on to here to say we are defensively stronger under Nuno, even though we conceded three at Bournemouth, 10 men for 75 minutes didn't help. And and that that's kind of, um, kind of in, in, in my mind, Mark, I'm kind of just thinking after the Tottenham game, I actually tweeted this about half an hour ago on the, on the way back from the game. Everyone wondered where the next goal for Forrest was coming up, coming from. Everyone wondered where the next win for Forrest was coming from. We scored two with 10 men against Bournemouth, a game where we were hard done by. Probably should have at least got something. We've scored three away at Newcastle, a crisp hat-trick against the top six side, pretty much. And then we've scored two tonight and it just can't really get much better than that, can it? I, I think, I, I suspect you have a tattoo somewhere that says, where's the next goal coming from? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's become a bit of a catchphrase, hasn't it, until, yeah. uh, until the last the last handful of games. But uh, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, you've nailed it. It's it's that's that's the biggest. Se- I mean, I think that was a really good point that uh, one of the contributors made there just a minute ago about we've become defensively more solid as well. I don't think we've become better defenders individually. I just think as a unit, um, the way Nuno set us up. Although I will say, you know, we're playing four at the back. We're not being defensive in terms of formation so there probably has been, been individual improvement as well but as a unit Nuno certainly seems to have a set up in a way that is making us more difficult to break down but the biggest sea change obviously is at the other end of the field and I think the thing that's really good to see as well is that we're getting goals from different places right we're not relying on one player or perhaps a couple of players as we did last season you know we've had goals from we've had goals from Wood, we've had goals from MGW which is long overdue you know Dominguez weighs in as well today how long before we're in the trend, Matt? How long before we're in the trend? Ryan Yates' goal, it's on the horizon. It's a matter of time. Not long. Not long, fingers crossed, Matt. Although I don't know, the, the, the temperatures at the minute, uh, it was very cold tonight. Very <laughs> cold, so God knows, what it, God knows what it would be like in the trend. Uh, Callum, Kind of just wanted to touch on on, on the home atmosphere. Um, shout out to as well to to Monty. Took uh, took a uh, my brother's girlfriend's. Um, brother to the game tonight. It was his first Forest game, and he absolutely loved it. The atmosphere and 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 the atmosphere really was was electric tonight, Callum. And it, it's kind of what we expected. The city ground under the night under the lights on a Friday night, and a nice for or, almost for the fans to to get something out of um of of, of paying kind of hard earned money because it, it it's been really kind of difficult in the past few months, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can't you can't get that atmosphere without the performances, without the results. I think even performances will get you an atmosphere like that. The best the best fans and the best crowd in the world will struggle to kind of pick up the pace when when the performances are poor and you're losing game after game after game. And it's so nice that that's been able to happen. Um, I think my, my dad runs a business who doesn't really get to get go to as many games. And he went to the Bournemouth one and he said the the atmosphere was unbelievable even though we lost and the referee probably helped the atmosphere with that decision it just it was just a, a mental atmosphere to be in and then tonight he said that it was just the just unbelievable to be a part of and we all know what it was like when it's at its best it's it's one of the best in the country one of the best cities in the country um and i don't want to say one of the best clubs in the country and get carried away but <laughs> i just I, I love the club so much and and the fans as well and they deserve it big time they deserve this last few games because Last season, some of the results you look back at, like the Brighton win and bits like that, and they were they were huge and those were big nights and the atmosphere and the city draw and everything <laughs> like that, and they were they were great. But some of them, some of them were were so big because of the jeopardy and because they were so close. The the performances and the results, um, 
and Southampton at home. It was so big, but this is kind of like the Newcastle game. It was just, it was comfortable and it was enjoyable and it was fun and it was counter-attacking. Same tonight, it was just, we looked better. We looked like a Premier League team and we, des- we deserve it because we haven't been a Premier League team for a long time. And it was, it was great fun watching us win loads of games in the championship it was it was so fun um and then last season was kind of the opposite because we the, the big wins were big because they were so far and few between and now it, it feels nice to have two on the bounce and i looked and we've got brentford away next we can do them um and it's it's a, if we can I t- another tweet i saw wolves uh, a wolves fan say that what nuno did for them was he he helped them believe they could go to old trafford the etihad places like that and get a win. And after two games, I feel like that as well. I'm, I'm looking at the fixture list now and I'm, I'm not I'm not scared. I'm not, worried. I'm not as worried anymore. I know it's only three games, but I don't. I, I just feel like it's um, it's all changed. I feel like the confidence is there for the, for the players and for the fans and they deserve that as well. And it's, um, that's that, that ground where it's rocking is a, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's nice to be talking. It's just nice to be positive. Really, is nice to be talking after after a game and, and be so positive. Mark, um, the simple question: Where can Forest go after this win? It gives us now three weeks of this winter break uh, until we face Blackpool uh, in the FA Cup third round. Uh, but it gives us now kind of three weeks on the training ground with Nuno for him to get his ideas across more and, and kind of going into this short break. That win tonight at the City Ground just does everyone kind of the world of good? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. I like Callum's point in regards to Brentford. They're dropping like a stone right now. So I'm excited to play them and get them under the wire before Ivan Tony comes back as well. As I imagine, he's probably going to come back with a bang. So that works out for us. And there's going to be some work that needs to be done in the transfer market as well, getting players out, as we mentioned on the last episode, Max, and then bringing in a couple of key additions as well. But I think we have to take a moment and talk about my namesake, uh, young Matthew between the pipes. Uh, another mistake the, this evening from from Turner, um, who's so bad with his feet, I'm amazed, quite frankly, he can get him into his boots. Uh, yet somehow, so, somehow he manages to make it onto the field with a pair of boots on uh, and then proceeds to do that. Um, it's difficult, though, like as far as Turner's concerned, you know, he, he's such a good, as good, as poor as he is with his feet. He's as, as, good, as good as he is with his hands, right? And would you rather have a goalkeeper that's great with his hands and shoddy with his feet or the other way around? Or would you rather have Anana, who's equally bad with either? Um, so there's definitely some work that needs to be on the tra- done on the training ground, uh, not just with the goalkeepers, of course, and in the transfer market. But I am excited. I'm excited to see what happens in the next couple of uh, fixtures. Keeping this momentum is going to be important, Max. I think there's a there's a possibility here folks get carried away and the reality is yes it's the first time this season we've had back-to-back wins but it's two wins that's all it is so we need to keep grinding players need to stay hungry not everyone's had a look in yet so they're going to be some players champing at the bit to get their time on the field under Nuno um, but I'm definitely excited looking forward to seeing what the next couple of games in particular hold for us yeah uh, Callum just kind of touching on, on kind of Matt Turner there do you think that was kind of tonight a battle of the, who was the worst goalkeeper between um, kind of the Man U goalkeeper and then and then and then Turner? I on, <laughs> I don't know if I wanted you to come to this question because um, <laughs> I I can't I can't do it anymore I can't do it and I think the the, the feet and the hands thing is it's <laughs> if you can't pass the ball back to your goalkeeper it, it it affects the whole way you play and. 
oh, he's so bad. It's it's terrifying. My heart just jumps out of my chest every time it comes towards him. And I, I just don't want them to pass the ball back to him. And you can't play like that. And as good as he is with his hands, there are points where he pushes it back into the wrong place as well. Um, yeah, I, I just I just don't... I don't want him. I don't want him anymore. I don't want him to be in goal. I think uh, a good player, a good goalkeeper, who's good with his feet and his hands is called is it's Brie Samba in France. Um, I would do anything to get him back. To be honest with you, I, like I just you look at some goalkeepers and they have to they have to be equally gifted with their feet and their hands. Um, and you look around the league and there are some teams who've got some great goalkeepers. Onana's terrible, but around the league, um, we've been we've been linked with Jose Sarr. I think that I think that's probably an upgrade. If Le- if if Matt Turner's starting and Nuno's seen both keepers in training, Vlokodimos must be terrible. And like I said on the last time I was on here, I haven't see, I didn't see him make a save. Um, but I didn't see him do anything. So he must be he must not be very good in training um at all. And yeah, we need we need a new goalkeeper desperately because we need someone to make the defence feel confident. Um, because we've got we've our defenders have got a bit in the Murillo today. There was a point where he tried his special dribbling up on the other side um, in Man United's half, and we know he, he's got that in him. It takes him a while to get back, and then Niakate has got the odd the odd bit in him as well. And then Joe Worrell's going to be coming in, so we need a goalkeeper that's going to that's going to fill the defence with confidence. And Turner isn't that on corners. I'm terrified to see him come out for the ball. I hate seeing him get the ball to his feet. Um, it's a shame we've got a negative to discuss after that win. But unfortunately, that's what it is. And we can't, I don't think we can continue. Because you'll, you'll cost us points. You almost did tonight. We had to come back again. We had to show real courage to come back and win the game because we were comfortable when we were winning 1-0. And that's that's what cost us. And even the even the Tottenham game, I feel like we were, we were on our way back into that. And then he made the mistake. The Liverpool game, we were a little bit further behind. A one you came on and we started creating bits. But then he made his mistake there. Brentford should have given away a penalty. We probably shouldn't have. We should probably shouldn't have had that point because they should have had a penalty. He might have got sent off for that. So it's not like it's his first time. I was in the middle of tweeting um, after we kicked the ball. I don't know how high he kicked it. I was in the middle of tweeting. He's going to cost us points at some point. He just has to go. Lo and behold, a couple of minutes later, we we concede because of him, and it'll cost us points in the future. We have to. We have to get a better goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, uh, I will kind of just play devil's advocate and say that there was a few good saves from him uh, from him after that 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 did keep us in in the game. Uh, Ian yeah. says there seems to be a lot of trust now building between players, and with that, some confidence. Players seem to be enjoying to play again. I think we'll kind of close on that, Mark. Do you agree? It, it, it just really seems that that it kind of. I know we kind of don't want to get too carried away, but. It just seems like the players are, are, are playing again. Nuno's kind of brought this new energy, new philosophy across, and it, it just seems to be going well. And I, I can't kind of, I can see Forest kind of just keep keep rising at, at the minute. Yeah, absolutely, Max. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with the next couple of games. Uh, and we don't want to finish on a bum note, but as we're talking about goalkeepers, let's instead get positive about it and point out that in the New Year's honours, uh, one of our own miracle men. Peter Shilton uh, has been awarded a CBE for his uh, efforts in football and also his work with um, uh, right gambling harm support because um, obviously Shilton has been struggling, uh, famously struggling with gambling during his time as a player and uh, immediately post-career. And it's done a lot of work to kind of turn that around and then help others do likewise. So congratulations to Peter Shilton, CBE. Yeah, that's quite nice to end on. Um, yeah. 
good stuff and 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 nice to be nice to be talking about some positivity for once. Callum, thank you very much, mate. Um, I was going to say enjoy the rest of your evening, but God, these half past five kickoffs and when you get in, uh, I think it's bedtime. To be fair, um, and happy New Year as well, mate. Thank you for uh, thank you for all your contributions recently. Oh, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think I need to lay down. I've been up since four, but that's a story for a different podcast. Um, but at least I'm going to wake up tomorrow and remember a win and look forward to the future for the, for the, um, for the first time in a while. So, yeah, thank you for having us. And I look forward to coming back on to discuss some more wins. Definitely. Mark, thank you. Happy New Year, mate. Cheers, mate. And yourself. Thanks, guys. Yes, good stuff. Right, if you've enjoyed this episode of uh, Garibaldi Reds and on Facebook and YouTube, remember to drop us a like, share and subscribe. And as Forest beat Man United 2-1, two goals, Forest rocking all over the world and doesn't get much better than that, does it? Happy New Year. See you later.